one of the things that I love to say in return to an unwanted comment or question is I'm trying my best, but I really like to say, yeah, we're working on fill in the blank. But again, it depends on the day. I could also bite your head off. Hi, brave friends. Welcome to Ask Us Anything. I'm Jessica Pate, your host of Brave Together podcast, and I'm joined by two fantastic co-hosts. Hi, I'm Susanna Peace Lavelle. I'm a life coach. I'm a soul care coach. I am an advocate for disability families everywhere. And hi, I'm Kimberly Coy. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in Tennessee. Together, we have about 60 years of motherhood experience, and we are so excited to share ourselves, share our experiences, share our wisdom. And there's no question too silly, no question too difficult. If we don't know the answer, we're going to find out for you. Whatever's on your heart. It is my, my privilege and my honor to serve and support moms who have children who struggle in any and every single way. This space is for you. We are here for you with open arms. Ask Ask us us anything. anything. Hi, I have a question about how to handle certain situations that come up with family and friends. They're of course meaning well, but sometimes they can come off as judgmental with some comments that they make. A few examples are... Why can't she sit down with all the rest of us at the table? Or why do you always cook separately for her? She acts like that because you give in. They say these things not understanding my child's specific needs and struggles and expecting her to act like other neurotypical kids. How should I respond? I'd appreciate any advice. Thank you. Hey friends, we have got another good question and I really think the timing of this is perfect because we're in the holiday times and this is a time when we're around so much family, extended family, friends, neighbors. There's so many opportunities to be around people who might say the wrong thing or have certain expectations or we might feel judged by them. So I think this is really good timing for this this caller to leave this, this question. Yeah, I think of this idea of what do you say to those relatives over the holidays that they just don't get it. They don't understand your needs. And wow, I just, you know, I I think, gosh, it's got to be so hard to have to feel like you have to defend what your family does and to have to be put in that really awkward position of being asked why you do things this way, why your child can't sit at the table, et cetera, et cetera. And first of all, I just want to affirm in the caller, like just validate that not explaining yourself is secure. Mm. Not explaining yourself is secure. Like just to be able to say very simply something like, this is what works for our family best. Mm. Full stop. Sometimes we feel like we have to over explain to keep the peace, to make everybody happy, to try to even explain for ourselves why we're doing things the way we do. But mama, you're the expert in that room. You're the expert for your family. Mm -hmm. You've figured out for your son or daughter what works best. You've figured it out. And what you do is the right thing. What you do for this moment is the thing that you know best to do that makes 
the wheels turn properly for your family. And if that changes next year, it changes next year. But for right now, you're doing the very best you can. And so not explaining, not over explaining yourself is secure. That is so delicious, Kimberly. I am going to use that phrasing often (laughs) and for myself too, when I do my self-talk. But I agree. I would also like to affirm to this caller that what's good for your family is absolutely number one every day, all day. And I like the reminder, Kimberly, that we don't have to overqualify or overjustify or overcompensate or overaccommodate or overexplain or overcare someone else's discomfort or feeling wherever that particular piece of feedback is coming from. And I just want to utter some words of overcompassion though to this caller and to all of us in this community and to all of us who have had this experience in very different ways, many times over and over again from different people. And I feel like in so many ways, we're already feeling so fragile. We are often feeling like depleted and overwhelmed and unsure of ourselves and you know, not feeling so confident all the time that we know what we're doing because things are always shifting and changing. We're still learning. And for when, so when someone has something to say to us, it's very hard to not be defensive and it's very easy to feel attacked. In fact, I would even take it up a notch and say, like, sometimes I felt, felt like actually assaulted with unwanted sort of commentary or feedback or whatever it is. And it, and it usually has everything to do with me and how I'm responding to the question. I'm already like defenses up and, and it often makes me have to pull myself back, do a little check-in with myself to understand maybe what is the intention of, of this person. But yeah, I am, I have been there in those yucky times feeling just, gosh, I'm trying my best. I just, I don't need something else to push against in this moment. Yeah. I actually have a recent example of this and it wasn't really a comment directed at my child or how I parent my kiddos, but there is a very critical person in my family that shall not be named. And I had just completed a sort of a little bit of a renovation of my kitchen. And this person comes over and sort of beelines it to my stove, even though I was telling this person, look, I've just done this renovation of my kitchen. Do you like the outcome? Because they had seen the before and, and now the after. And so the person came right into the kitchen, sort of beelined it for the stove and noticed a very, very small nick in the stove, probably from when it was moved in that the movers had nicked it a little bit. And this person proceeds to comment, instead of saying anything about my kitchen, all the good says, oh, the movers must have nicked your stove. And I was able to confidently sort of look at this person and in a very calm way, I looked at him and I said, yes, I like it this way. And I know it sounded a little cocky in the moment. And I will say that I went later on, you know, into my bedroom and probably called my girlfriend and said, I can't believe what this person said, you know, and I got my resources to sort of validate me. And I I did my deep breathing and all the things that I needed to do to kind of handle this person in my life that continues to be sort of that thorn in my flesh. But in the moment, Just in that moment, I was able to look him square in the eyes and just say, you know what? 
I like it this way. So maybe one thing to think about is just to say something like what I said earlier, this works well for my family. This is the way we like it. That's it. And then go and get the compassion and self-care that you need because you, you may be a little dysregulated and that's okay. That person may forever in a day push your buttons, but you can go and give yourself the self-care, the compassion that you need. Go call a buddy, have a place to scream, have a place to vent. Those are all normal reactions. But the more you can never let that person see you sweat, I think it's confident, it's secure, because you have to be an advocate for your child, and you have to stand up for what your child needs. And you're not wrong in maybe perhaps not including your child at the table, because that just doesn't work. Or you're not wrong in choosing not to go for that holiday dinner because it just doesn't work for your family. There might be other times that you can go. You might be able to participate in the family kickball game afterwards, but you can't really participate in the meal because it just doesn't work with your family. And that's okay. Maybe there's another option around the holidays that will work. Maybe it's a drop-in for 30 minutes instead of spending the whole day. Whatever that works for you, you're not wrong in making different choices for your family that works. And that's secure. Mm. I like that. I like that. And I also want to add to everything that you've already said, which has been amazing, both of you, is that you're not responsible for making anyone feel comfortable. You're not responsible for anyone else's feelings. You are there to protect your child, to care for your child, to do what's absolutely what's best for your child, what's best for your family. And you don't, I love you, don't owe any explanation. You can do three or four words, full stop. Like you said, Kimberly, I loved that. We do not owe anybody any explanation or oversharing or over explaining or anything to make them feel better because whatever has prompted them to say that is some sort of disconnect with pain or they're uncomfortable in some way in the situation. And we don't have to make them comfortable. Mm -hmm. We just have to take Mm -hmm. care of our child. And if that person is no longer safe, supportive, validating, comforting, peace bringing, you don't have to be around that person. You don't. You really, really don't. There are choices to make. And I'm not saying they're easy, especially if it's like a mom, a dad, an in-law. It's not easy. I do not want to minimize that. But it's okay to protect your own heart and your child's heart because they feel it. Our kids feel it. They feel it from other people. When other people say things, they get it. Whether our children talk or don't talk or react or don't react, they still take it in. I like what you said, Jess. Like You don't have to show up. You don't have to go to that event. And you also don't have to keep being around the unsafe person. You know, I think of sort of the difference between like walls and boundaries. Walls keep everyone out. And sometimes you might need to just wall up, you know, with certain people. But other times boundaries with people and, you know, it's walls keep everyone out. But boundaries teach people where the door is. You know, Mm. and I really heard that somewhere on on a different podcast, like walls keep people out, but boundaries show them where the door is. And so, you know, sometimes with some people, you may have to erect some walls, like you're not welcome Mm -hmm. into my home anymore. And I'm not going to choose to 
be around you because it's not safe. And every single time we do this, it's toxic and it's not good for my kids. It's not good for my family. And other times you may just need to have those conversations where they get it. Like, here's my boundary. We don't talk about these things at dinner. It's almost like, you know, when you when you decide with your relatives that we're not going to talk religion, we're not going to talk politics, yeah. and we're not going to talk about <laughs> my child. And, and maybe that's just a conversation that you have to have. And that's your own personal boundary mm-hmm. for how this all is going to work. So, you know, you have that choice to make. You're going to know what is best for your family. Do I need a wall? Do I need a boundary where I just show them the door? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the trap door at the ground. Trap door, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a trap door. You know, the trap door you put the <laughs> the and, the, and the door opens up and they disappear. Bye. <laughs> Don't you awesome. wish there was that button? Yeah. <laughs> what about, you know, when you're out in public and people say something rude, insensitive, just mean? I think so many people just don't. No, they don't get it unless they are walking in our shoes. They have no idea. I feel like some people are just, I don't know, can I say it? They're just dumb. Like you really, you didn't think that through. You don't think that that comment or that question is going to hurt my feelings. I think it also, I think Susanna, you said this, like, you know, it hits us differently depending on where we're at also in terms of our grieving. If we're in like a heavy grief season where we're just kind of feeling the weight of what could have been, what should have been, those comments are going to be really, really painful. And then other times when we're feeling stronger, we're feeling more secure, we're taking better care of ourselves, or just time has passed, you know, maybe, and it doesn't really, you're just like, mm, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to give that person grace. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to smile and walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, so it. I think it can hit us differently depending on what's going on with us mentally, emotionally, and where we're at in the grief cycle. And some days we're going to want to flip people off. And other days we're going to be like, I'm so sorry that you don't have compassion on this situation right now. Yeah, I mean, I could share 78 different examples of being in public and other people's feedback, strangers' feedback, commentary. I love that so much that people feel so emboldened to share with me how I'm doing as a mother. It used to be a little bit different when Arizona was much younger. There seemed to be a little bit more grace when she was three, four, five. But as she started getting older, and certainly now that she's 17, it is the, the, the glares and the stares that I get from others are, it, it's almost like, it's, it's very troubling <laughs> because people can go from zero to 60 with their like death stares um, in two seconds. And I mean, this just happened. I have an example from two days ago when Arizona and I were in the Whole Foods together. And, you know, we practiced doing the self-checkout. And so we were waiting in line in Arizona. If she's curious about someone, she's just kind of looking at them and she's pondering like, and it could be what's running in her head could be like, oh my goodness, she looks like my friend's mother. And I'm just wondering, and did, right, there's all sorts of stuff going on in her head. Who knows what the story is and the narrative, but she'll just stare. And so she's not like staring, like smiling and staring. She just like will stop and just kind of you know, have a, have a look. And she did that the other day at Whole Foods and I was behind her. So I saw the interaction of these two women who were moms, by the way, and they looked at her and then they looked at each other like, who's this weird kid? 
And I come up and I was like, oh, hi guys, we're practicing social skills. And the looks on their face were just like, oh, oh no, oh, that's okay. And I was like, I I know it's okay. But I just was in that moment was just like, hey guys, we're practicing social skills. Arizona, take a look, you know? And I went into this whole mode and I just wanted it to be a teachable moment. But then one of the moms was just like, oh, oh, well, I love your outfit to Arizona. You know what I mean? To try to like sort of overcompensate. And obviously like, I'm sure she felt so horrible. And at the same time, I was like, not today, you know, not on, not on my watch. But I also did need to review that and process that with Arizona afterward. And I said, yeah. So the way that you were staring at the woman probably made her feel uncomfortable because she wasn't knowing what you were thinking. And she's like, but mommy, I just like to look at people and see what kind of energy they are. And I was like, I wonder what she, I wonder what the result was for this particular person. But anyway, I'm saying this happens all the time. Arizona bumps into people. They give her a look. They don't know that I'm right behind seeing you give the look. I always intervene. I'm like, excuse my child. She has some special needs. And, and they're like, oh, right. It's just, but, um, you know, I just like to, I like to keep it simple. Like Kimberly was sharing one of the things that I love to say in return to an unwanted comment or question is I'm trying my best. Other times I'll just say, it's good to know. Thank you for sharing. But I I really like to say, yeah, this is what works best for us. We're, you know, we're working on fill in the blank. You know, we're really working on social skills today. So social thinking, whatever it is. But yeah, it, again, it (laughs) depends on the day. I could also bite your head off. Susanna, thank you so much for sharing that personal story. I mean, wow, I just love that sort of changing the narrative, you know, we're practicing social skills. This is what we're doing. Yeah. I think so many times, you know, I, I spent most of my parent raising life in Manhattan and it is brutal out there. I mean, y'all in, in on the West coast are, are so much more friendly. And I know you you're probably like, no, we're not, no, we're maybe not like all these things happen. <laughs> happens in a hot minute, like every single time, you know, I could bump into someone and get my head torn off or whatever. So, you know, but, but that aside, you know, just learning the art of not taking offense, even when like every single cell in your body wants to react and coming up with just one statement that just kind of quiets all of that or helps you to just stay in your lane, I guess, and not want to just be so reactive. But I'm, I'm so thankful that you shared that with us. And when in those moments, when I can choose to kind of not react and, and as a New Yorker, those, those moments are few and far between in me. And, and believe me, when I can step away and kind of say, gosh, I wonder what has happened in that person's life. Mm make them react to me or to my child in such a strong way what has happened in their life you know and and it gives me just a little bit of compassion and i'm not saying uh, moms and dads that you you need to have compassion when people are rude and all of that you know that's this really really hard but to try to you know just have that understanding like obviously that person is not walking around with compassion because something must have happened because i don't think people are really created to be rude you know, I don't think we come out of the womb and we're just angry and rude and say mean things to people. That's right. Um, right. So just having that perspective sometimes helps me when in the moment 
I want to go all angry, I guess is the best way to put it mm-hmm. at people. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. You put, you want to put on your angry eyes. Right. <laughs> uh, it makes me think of, I think Michelle Obama said, you know, when they go low, we go high, you know? So when somebody is rude or mean or without compassion, we can respond peacefully. <laughs> Not always easy though. And in those moments, we're really modeling it for our kids. Sure. I'm just laughing to myself because I love when I have the ability to just have like a quick wit about myself. Like a lot of times so many things are unexpected and I'm just like, you know, 10 days later, I'm like, I wish I would have said, you know, fill in the blank. But there was this one time where where this person was super irritated. Arizona cried tons and tons and tons. And she, you know, she was just so uncomfortable with all her allergies and skin issues and eczema and just the sensory processing. And, you know, it's like some days you just have to go to the bank, you know? And so I take her in the bank, there's a long line and she's screaming, screaming, screaming. And this woman just was like, you need to control your kid, (laughs) you know? And I was just like, you must not be a mother. Right. And she's like, well, I know, but better, you know, um, but she could have been a mother. I mean, I don't know why that's the first thing that came out, but anyway, at one point she we just sort of got into it. She's like, uh, go to hell, you know? And I was like, I'll see you there. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I was like, that was such a good one, Susanna. Good one. Like, I'll see you there. And I said it in such a happy tone. Like, I, I don't want to fight with you, but come on. Uh, I can't help this. Anyway, that's why I started laughing because I was thinking about that. Let me come back. So, you know, for anyone who's listening, if yeah. you've been all over the map, like all these examples, we've all been all over the map in terms of the way we received it, the way we felt, the way we responded, and it's okay. And if you feel badly because you yelled at somebody because they were inappropriate or unkind to you or your kid, go home and give yourself some self-compassion, like Kimberly said, and Susanna has said, just go home and pour some compassion all over yourself mm. because you are a mom who is doing the best, working tirelessly, relentlessly to care for your child with extra infinite needs. And there are days that you're going to respond with grace. And there are days that you're going to respond with cussing. I mean, whatever it's, it's okay. It's okay. We, we so get it. We so get it. Yeah. It's okay. And it's understandable. Mm -hmm. So understandable. Yeah. So the moral of the story is short, short responses, right? I like the short phrases. You're secure in a short response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't owe anyone an explanation. You don't have to make anyone feel comfortable. And you can go home and assess like why it's hitting you a certain way and what's going on with you. Yes. And what do you need? Yes. What do I need? Right. In this moment, that hit me really hard. Mm. Why? Mm -hmm. Oh, because, you know, Ryan's in a rough season at school. And so that comment really made me feel bad because I'm not feeling so great as a mom right now or whatever. Right. I mean, so much grace for ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. So much information for ourselves. So on that note, it's the holiday time. Just a little reminder from your sisters here who love you and see you and care about you. You can do what's best for your family. You can set those boundaries. You get to decide. You have the power to do that. And we love you. Mm -hmm. We love you and we see you.
Thanks so much for listening today. Do us a favor and leave us a review and a rating so that this podcast can get into the ears and the hearts of more and more moms. Did you know that Brave Together podcast is an extension of our nonprofit organization called We Are Brave Together? We Are Brave Together serves an international community of caregiving moms by offering support groups that are virtual and in-person, educational resources, and low-cost weekend retreats. To join us today, go to wearebravetogether.org. Our support and sisterhood await you. Brave Together podcast is for entertainment and education purposes only and is not a substitute and should not be relied on for medical or mental health advice. The use of any content on our podcast linked in our show notes or on our website is to be done at your own personal risk. Please seek out a professional to assess your own medical or mental health concerns because we are all beautifully complex and the content of this podcast is for a broad audience.